It's the Redirect Podcast. Search industry research, discussion, and analysis from the Black Truck Media and Marketing Headquarters. And now, redirecting you to the Black Truck Team. And welcome back to another edition of the Redirect Podcast. This is episode number seven on Friday, June 30th. Uh, it's Jason from Black Truck Media, and I'm joined once again by Patrick and Ashley from our team here. And Patrick, why don't you go ahead and take it away and lead off on uh, on a topic uh, for this week? Sure. I think we touched a bit, a little bit about this in last week's episode, and I don't remember if it was uh, pre-program or during the program, but uh, Google rolled out a um, option for small businesses to open web pages or create mm-hmm. web pages when they didn't have a web presence mm-hmm. as part of the My Business program. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I think was originally rolled out middle of June, the 13th, according to this article mm-hmm. on Search Engine Land, which was published on the 27th. Uh, the author of this article went through and uh, created a web page. Mm-hmm. Decided to do that, um, to test it out and see how it is and go through the process. It's not a terrible looking page, um, but it's very simplistic. Mm-hmm. It's about as effective as setting up a, um, in my opinion, it's about as effective as setting up a, a Google Plus page. Hmm. It's kind of the same thing. Um, the pros that came out of it uh, were that you could get your own domain for a fee. You could buy a domain through Google. Otherwise, it's business at, sorry, mybusiness.business.site. So um, unless you're paying for it, the free version is going to be, in this case, blacktruck.business.site, what would be the URL, Hmm. uh, unless you bought Black Truck Mm -hmm. from there. so he did a search for it, and it brought back 113,000 results. So people are out there using it mm-hmm. so far. So people are testing the concept. The um, downside to it, I felt, were justifiably not really worth it to for somebody to do it. If you're going to go through all this effort, so the negative, one page. Yep. Single page, single page. nothing else. Don't, no, don't, don't have the option. Yeah. There's uh, no ability to add custom pages. There's no ability to add any meta descriptions of any sort. No meta title, no meta description, nothing. Uh, there's no analytics integration. There's no social button sharing. Uh, you can't add any structured data to it. You, know, you can't add any alt text images. And there's no additional call to action buttons. So it's interesting though because the cons, the cons are all things that we as as search professionals are going to geek out on. Right. If you're if you're like a one man band small business though, like does I'm not I'm not even shooting myself in the foot by saying this, but like does that really matter? We've had discussions before. You know, if you're this uber local centric like core shop for whatever it is that you do. Do you, you know, the question is always like, can I dominate local search and not have a website? Well, this is an easy way to have like a legitimized web presence, have some mm-hmm. control over it uh, amongst your your Google My Business listing, your Yelp reviews, your Facebook page, and all of those things. Right. And not, you know, not have I think it's uh, all additional investment on your business structure too, and like what your business is. You know, and it's it's good it's good starting point. 
Definitely. Yeah. You know, if you have a, maybe you have an idea of spitballing with some buddies or something and you want to start a small business and you've got this little thing and all of a sudden like, oh, we have a business. We need a webpage quick. And you put something together. And I think um, it's a great place to start and monitor mm-hmm. and do things too, but I think it's ripe for outgrowing. Is there any integration with, with Google's domain purchase service? With yeah, domain yeah. You can, once you, it shows, he's got screenshots in it. And, um, as you're going through the process, it, it asks you if you'd like to buy a domain right now. It's mm. like you, get a, you get a dialogue box that pops up and says, buy domain. So it's, it, it, you know, it'll make them money. It'll make Google money too. Well, of course. Yeah. They're going to monetize from right. it. So right. is the ultimate win to sell more domains? Sure. You know? Sure. You know, it's, but I mean, it's already such a competitive field to find the domain you want. Mm-hmm. You know, but yeah, I guess if you can start selling them. The, the caveat is you have to have a verified business in Google My Business. Oh, so yeah, so I, uh, I didn't mention approach, that huh? Yeah, so it, you have to be verified in order to move forward with it. The, the good side to it, it's, it's easy to create. Um, it's easy to sync with your Google My Business profile. You can add custom cover photo arts and images and whatnot. Um, there's a Google Map embedded into it that you can put with your hours into mm. it. Um, and it's mobile-friendly. And it can be managed right from your Google My Business profile. Boys, so they're getting even more integrated, right? So last week yeah. we talked about, about Google Posts. We've got some content in the blog yeah. about that. Um, so all of a sudden, uh, Google My Business, or what we'll refer to as GMB, is finally evolving at a pretty good clip, yeah, right? I, it's I, almost I, like they had all these things yeah. in, the, in the coffers and they're finally like, oh, look. It kind of feels like it all happened together. <clears throat> and eventually it's all going to play nicely mm-hmm. as to one thing. And this mm-hmm. is like the... Maybe they they were about ten years too quick on Google Plus, and not saying this is Google Plus, but these are almost like the little tiny elements of mm-hmm. it being prioritized and uh, optimized one segment at a time. Interesting. I have, I'm anxious to see how it goes. Was there any? Um, did they allude to anything in there on like, hey, we have like Black Truck, we have a site. I'm sure there's going to be, like, I'm curious to see the, maybe we'll call them gray hat SEOs mm. that, that go and claim that. Um, In addition to their own yeah, sure. full end site? Sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because if you don't go off of the, if you don't go off of the, uh, I, I'm not going to buy a domain from Google, I'm just going to use mybusiness.google.com, um, I, I would think that Google is smart enough, but at the same time, I think there's probably some gray hat individuals yeah. in the world. I won't call them true black hat, but gray right. hat individuals yeah. in the world that will try and sway. Anytime something rolls out, there always is until it gets fine-tuned. Right. Interesting. Good find, though. Good find. Mm-hmm. Ashley? Well, you had mentioned Google Posts, and I had just seen something on Search Engine Journal about um, how Google Posts have in fact, have not rolled out to all business categories yet, even though it was announced that they, Interesting. That they have. Um, mm. It looks like hotels are is the category that's um, still not fully um, able to use the feature. Really? Uh, and there may be some other categories too, but there apparently is a way to contact Google and let them know that you want access to that and... There's definitely, if you go to, I think it's, uh, it might be like post.google.com. I can't remember what exactly it is. We have it linked in our, in our blog post, but um, it's very much a, a walkthrough request access. Even though if you are in your, in your GMB, mm-hmm. 
dashboard, it's it's very much there. If you're on the profile that you select, it the post is very much there if you already have access to it. So um, it's interesting they wouldn't have rolled it out to hotels. Yeah. That almost seems like a slap because it's such a big industry. Right. The search is so big for hotels. Mm-hmm. And we had talked recently about how um, there was... I forget the exact feature, but this specific search feature that was being tested specifically with hotels because um, it is a popular. There's well, always their their beta tests are yeah. their beta tests are always major brands, so major hoteliers, mm-hmm. uh, um, big box retailers like a Home Depot, Lowe's, mm-hmm. that type of thing, and then car manufacturers. Like those are their real big three mm-hmm. uh, players. We could probably pick out a couple key brands from each one of those that they're going to test and beta test with all the time. There's so many search partners with hotels and things like too, like your, your kayaks and price lines and things like that. How do you get around that? You know, at what point who, who gets the snippet on the side, you know, the yeah. most, you know, I, cause the kayak is going to show when the, the Hilton. I imagine deal. that that means, I mean, I imagine vying for that spot. Is is millions of dollars for them? It's not. Yeah. We're not talking thousands of dollars. It's millions of dollars, and we've segued into featured snippets at this point, or or what's yeah. showing up in the knowledge in the knowledge yeah. panel. But monetarily speaking, it has to. It's yeah. got to speak numbers. And it, it doesn't terribly surprise me that <clears throat> hotels hasn't rolled out yet for it because you would think they've got to do some extra checking and coding and testing and. And retesting and more yeah. testing in order to make sure it's clean and consistent every time when there isn't easy hacks for the gray bordering on Onyx hat SEOs. Or, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, or, yeah. Uh, Onyx, so, huh? Yeah, yeah. That's not, a new one? Black. Not black hat, you're Onyx. Okay. Yeah. Granite? Yeah, granite. We just, I think we just coined something new. Yeah, there you go. That's really good, though. That was, what, um, where was that article from again? Remind me. Oh, it's just a quick mention on Search Engine Journal. Oh, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, I think another one from Search Engine Search Engine Land uh, jumping into some more, maybe more paid search side of things. It's kind of that, there, there's a running column, if you will, if you go and, and do any kind of searching on, on Search Engine Land, there's a um, spotted in AdWords. So it's changes that are rolling out that people have either, like, it's just randomly shown up in the wild uh, and you have access to it or you don't. Um, and this one is um, uh, dated from uh, June 28th. Ginny uh, Marvin posted, um, you know, spotted in AdWords, check a box and automatically create a headline uh, test. Um, but did you, did you see it in the wild or you read the I, article? I read the snippet to the article. Okay. I didn't read the article. Um, so A-B testing is nothing new, um, at least for us uh, managers of paid search campaigns, right? Like you should always be testing headlines, um, description text, everything, um, kind of being relentless in that. But it's basically saying ditch your manual A-B testing and let machine learning figure out the best ads. So um, you're going to write your first initial, you know, I'm dropping my final URL in, here's my headline, headline two, so one and two for expanded text, and then my description and whatnot. But if you check the box for create a second ad with headlines in reverse order, what it does is it will basically machine learning, Google's machine learning process will will then kind of re-engineer, for mm-hmm. lack of better phrasing, the headline and and serve up one that is best best performing. Mm-hmm. 
maybe a little self-serving in Google's part. I mean, no different than using like, hey, let's use, do you want to, do you want to target other people? Do you want us to conservatively or aggressively yeah. find more people? Well, right. no kidding. That's in their best interest. It may not be in the best interest of, of, of you running your AdWords campaign mm-hmm. or our client, but it's certainly in the best interest of Google to spend, for you to spend more money. So, um, I mean, genuinely, they want it to be a win-win-win, but um, I, I found that really interesting. But I think an action from that is that, you know, why you should always be testing that now, right? So if you're if you're if you're in AdWords, you're new to AdWords, or even if you're kind of a vet of AdWords, like if you're seeing ad creative that's underperforming or you want to test different creative, you should, you should go ahead and test that. Mm-hmm. And so set your ads to, um, uh, rotate evenly for a certain period of time, whether that's 90 days or indefinitely and see what starts to, to come out of that. I think that's really important. So now they're saying, well, let's automate that process for you. But, um, I found that, I found that interesting and we'll see nobody, Nobody else has really stated that they've seen it in either the old AdWords interface or new it mm-hmm. AdWords interface. So it's just kind of a onesie, twosies. Um, they're experimenting, and and it's very much uh, nothing's been announced at, at this time. So mm-hmm. I kind of I'll kind of leave it. We'll leave it at that and, and move along. So. Yeah, I read another article on the whole kind of machine learning side of it too, more uh, based on voice search. That's that's something that has been kind of a popular <clears throat> topic. Mm-hmm. conversation here and I'm kind of I wouldn't say obsessed but I always like to start a conversation about the future of search with voice search and how as an SEO what, mm-hmm. what are we going to do about it um, and Search Engine Land um, June 28 article about it, this article is, is geared towards um, B2B marketers why B2B marketers need to pay attention now to voice mm-hmm. search. And mm-hmm. it doesn't really talk much about the B2B side. It's just B2B was at the very end. It just gave some data about what who's using voice search and what is expecting. And the biggest takeaway I got away from it is that um, the first result is what's going to be read out loud when you do voice search results. And if that result has a featured snippet, the whole featured snippet is going to be read. Hmm. So the goal is to optimize for your featured snippet because the featured snippet is what's going to win the voice sure. search. And that's where you have the best opportunity to, to, um, to get your win. If you can get in that position zero, which as we know, position zero. There's a lot of the like factors fit. that go into it. Yeah, there's a lot of randomness that goes into it. And it, it might be the fifth organic on the page might be the, right. might be the featured snippet. But at least you're at, you know, I think that's at the end of the day, keeping that in mind is that if you're vying for a featured snippet spot, I haven't, I have not read anywhere, even in the stuff that, um, uh, like the team at stat, I think stat, uh, Rob Bucci's team has done a really good job at, at talking about in depth on featured snippets and how to win them is that, you know, the, it, the underlying factor at the end of the day is being on the first page. Right. That's anything that I've read. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sure there's other use cases out there where that's been an anomaly mm-hmm. and I could be on page two. I, I highly doubt that. But um, so, A, you already have to be on that page. Right. Which means you're highly relevant to begin with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let yeah. alone answer that. This article also talked about um, <clears throat> use, who's using it. I thought it was kind of interesting um, that Google's voice recognition has improved 95%. It is now 95% accurate. 
which is an improvement of 20% by 2013. Wow. So that's kind of nuts to think that 90%, I, I can't even understand 95% of speakers. <laughs> well, but I think we talked about it too in a previous episode where, where the, the adaptation of even voice search, where it's going to be more um, every day, if mm-hmm. you will, uh, adaptation is not going to be there until it's like 99% mm-hmm. accurate. But the, the point is that we're 95% already and yeah. like we're just at, you know, when, when did really these home devices really start to populate mm. the market was this past holiday season. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, I talked about that, how um, this last holiday season, the number one product for Amazon was the Alexa, <clears throat> you know. Um, it also gave a funny chart on here about um, when do you use voice search referencing your mobile device in different places like uh-huh. at home by yourself <clears throat> at home with friends they, they express that um, a lot of people are shy about using it you know like, are you just going to be public. in like, a crowded room of public who's mm-hmm. talking about it in different mm-hmm. age demographics and income demographics except for those people walking you know through the mall or through a store yeah. that are clearly talking into their phone <laughs> yeah. and it's texting right yeah. <laughs> right um, I don't understand it's that. It's like the Bluetooth earpiece right. of today or something. <laughs> right. Anyway. Um, I, one of the different categories where they asked, I, I thought was this kind of funny, it says, in the theater. What? Like, are you, a percentage of people, enough to actually even blip on the scale, showed that they'd be willing, they'd be willing to use uh, in the theater. Rude. Yes. <laughs> wow, shut that thing off. Yeah, no kidding. Wasn't I think I've seen a similar graph. It may be different, but I saw one that was like in the bathroom. <laughs> I don't know if that showed up on yeah, the graph. Yeah, no, uh, <laughs> public restroom. Oh, ah, public there restroom. Go. Ah, mm-hmm. there you go. Yeah, mm-hmm. you always hear the awkward people talking in the bathroom. You go, really? <laughs> like, you could. Or that, or they accidentally clicked a link that they didn't know had audio on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, as a segue to that, I'm gonna jump. I'm gonna jump in actually on that. Um, the the other piece that I read, which plays right into that, was um, it would have been from I want to say like e retailer, which is now Digital Commerce 360 or whatever. But it it led me down another rabbit hole to some Adobe uh, uh, analysis that they did. But a voice voice assisted device sales are up 39 percent. Hmm. So it's interesting that, um, you know, uh, all kinds of details on the digital commerce side, they were analyzing um, sales of like Google Home units versus Amazon Echo, Echo Dot. Um, But the the devices, the sales of those devices are up 39%. Compared to when? Um, That uh, looks like, uh, so uh, based on 14.3 billion visits to online retailers from May 2016 to May 2017. What consists of an assist? Didn't you say it it was? Uh, I'm sorry. uh, uh, Voice assistant devices being sold. Oh, okay. Right. Not not sales from uh, a search query from, uh, you know, OK Google. Got it. Um, Which my phone's probably doing a dance over there right now, but... (laughs) Um, it's, it's interesting that, that they talk about voice assistant sales are up 39%. It's similar to, we talked about in a previous episode about the percentage of growth that you might see from organic search. Like it, the fact that more people are online or organic search growth in mobile, the fact that more people are using their mobile devices for searches, it's almost like we can't really, you can't really make that claim or shouldn't make that claim as a marketer. Like, Oh, look, it, this grew by 10% or our engagement grew from mobile by 10%. Well, no kidding. It's because there's Hmm. more of our users 
are now on their mobile device mm-hmm. using our site than before. I, I can understand a use case of making sure that the mobile user experience is great, but right. at the end of the day, it's very much apples to oranges because the the user base is growing because they were, we're forcing your hand into it, right? I mean, um, actually, we talked about it earlier. We celebrated the 10th anniversary of the iPhone mm-hmm. and how archaic it was then. But but think about it. If we didn't have the iPhone 10 years ago, would we be having this discussion? Would you sit there and navigate the web with a BlackBerry the same way that you navigate everything in touchscreen and thumbable mode? No. no you, you wouldn't. It wouldn't be the same user experience. Mm-hmm. So... Um, I, I just think that it goes back to, I feel, it feels like countless conversations we're having is this more natural language and natural, natural speaking content that's on your site. You know, you can't, you can't optimize for these voice searches if you're still using five-year-old tactics, Mm -hmm. 15-year-old tactics, those are not going to work. You're, if you have content that is two or three years old and it's not purposely written for a human mm-hmm. um, because voice searches are longer. The, the intent there is much more descriptive. It's not just jobs near me, you know, <laughs> jobs Grand Rapids. It's, it's very much, I'm looking for a specific job in Grand Rapids mm-hmm. or I'm looking for a specific job at an employer in Grand Rapids. Like mm-hmm. I'm, as, as human beings, we speak at a certain cadence um, which is a lot different than we type. We actually speak faster um, and definitely in a much more natural approach. And so. verbose. More yes, verbose. very much <laughs> so. So um, I, I, I will leave things at that. I, I really, there's good to piggyback off of what you yeah. were saying there. That was, that was yeah, great. Yeah, this, this article, to piggyback, jump in, back in years, said you really have to focus on long tail. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, the long, long tail stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I like to... I will, if I have to text it while I'm in the car or something, I'll just hit the record button and I'll start speaking for a text or a search or something. And I'll, I'll glance over the screen and watch it like populate and think for a second and then adjust what I said. It, it will originally, I don't know if you've ever noticed this, oh, yeah. but it will, it will immediately review or post what you, what it thinks you said. Mm-hmm. And then it thinks about it for just that split second. And then all the words change. And for mm-hmm. you is that, I, I, that's a function in iOS, right? That's Versus right. Google yeah, itself. Yeah. 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 So it's just interesting to see its wheels turning. It'd be interesting to do a side-by-side comparison of like your, cause you guys both have an iOS, uh, yeah. your, um, excuse me, uh, iPhone seven. So you're the mm-hmm. latest build of iOS versus the Android pixel. Mm-hmm. Uh, in my case, I would be curious right. to see the machine learning to see who, um, Who's more accurate? Because it's known that Siri is very much outdated. Yeah. And and Apple's trying to step it up. But I think that they are far behind the curve of where Alexa and and Google is with their services. We'll have to come up with some obscure <clears throat> voice queries. I just, and yeah, test I just it built out. something in my head. <laughs> <laughs> we'll discuss off, awesome. off cool. camera here. But I, I think <laughs> to, to your point exactly about the long... Like, it's not just long tail. It's like this is like uber long tail. Yeah. Conversational show me a tool that can be used by marketers and SEOs that will actually give us the data based on that query. It does not exist. You're still going back to the seed root keywords, even quote unquote air quotes here, long tail keyword phrases that might be, you know, jobs near me or um, pizza near me, something like that. But it's what comes after that or before that query, Mm -hmm. that core query is, the data that is very much unknown. Yeah. 
Um, and the only way to know it that, that I'm aware of right now is um, you're going to see some of that in Search Console. And I think that's going to increase. And then we can see it in AdWords, you know, actual search terms data. So not the data that you're, the keywords that you're bidding on, but flip over to the search queries tab and look at that data as well. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think that's a really good indicator, but total big rant on natural speaking search. Well, the second thing that I was going to share this week is an article I found on Moz um, written by Russ Jones. And this is from June 26th, and it is, again, about content. No, say it isn't so. <laughs> I'll try to sneak these in when I can. So the topic was using data to produce great content. Um, I like how he introduced it. He said, so where do you look when you have run out of words? Numbers. And he went on to discuss how you can use data that you have access to to you know, build out some content that can catch people's attention. Um, he recommended using Google Analytics, Search Console data, and AdWords data to pick out any trends, perhaps around the holidays. Um, perhaps you notice that more people search for certain keywords at certain times. Um, if there's any local holidays, like a festival or event, that makes your data unique from the rest of the country. So I thought that that was an interesting place to mine for potential content ideas. Um, and then he also touched on sales data and survey data. And um, toward the end, he talked about building in an element of surprise through perspective. So um, he gave the example of uh, the cost of ending polio between 2013 and 2018 is $5.5 .5 billion. Well, that's a huge number. People probably don't really have any way to really, you know, yeah. what conceptualize. Yeah, a, gra a graphic or something? Right. So uh, he, he gives a graph, and he puts it in perspective <laughs> by comparing it to um, the amount of two weeks' worth of iPhone sales, which is just over $5 billion. So, you know, it's, so if someone were writing something trying to raise funds to help end polio, they'd be like, hey, look, people, this, is, this can be done, right? right. Mm. So I thought that was a really, really cool way of using data to put things in perspective and, as he said, you know, add some surprise and give some good visuals to help yeah. people connect with the point you're trying to get across. So I thought that was a great resource. Awesome. Yeah. Good. Really good recap. A lot of good. A lot of good information. I think in this in this episode. I think uh, here we are headed into the Fourth of July Independence Day holiday weekend. I guess with kind of it falling in a weird time. Uh, it'll be interesting to see and get some feedback from. I know certainly uh, as we track our client data, as you're tracking your own website data to see um, increases decreases <laughs> with the holiday falling kind of in this weird quasi middle of the week. Mm -hmm type of deal. I'm always curious to see how uh, the data geek in me wants to know what that what happens there. What would be neat to see <clears throat> based on is, industry. Um, if there's a way we could track where people are searching from 
Oh, oh like interesting. Home base for oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because right. our whole team is independently going up north somewhere <laughs> yeah, this sure. weekend, you know, and I think that's part of tradition of the least ah, of the so, so could you see could you see then based on do you go granular as granular as you can and right. say, Oh look, the increase in our mobile search queries went up. Uh, um and, and the location side is yeah. going to be different more on visitors, but that would be a that would be a fun one to uh to, to go into. Okay, there you go. Patrick <laughs> said he's gonna he's gonna start uh, diving into the analysis of that. But with that note, uh, good luck, and we will catch you on the next episode of the Redirect Podcast. Thank you. This has been the Redirect Podcast. Check out the show notes at blacktruckmedia.com and add us on iTunes and Stitcher.